episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. I wanted to take a moment uh, and say thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast. I also wanted to mention that we just launched our website, which is sleepandrelaxasmr.com, just all spelled out. Uh, The website has all of our show episodes, news, and announcements, and it also has information for brands that are interested in sponsoring the show. But uh, most importantly, the website will make it easier to connect with you guys. Um, And I would love to get in touch with as many fans as possible. So I invite you guys to check out sleepandrelaxasmr.com. It's all spelled out. If you're confused about the spelling, just check out the show notes uh, and there will be a direct link. But that's all for now. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Don't come near me, 
hands with the boy. You monster. You murdered Nancy. They looked at each other, and Sykes' eyes sunk slowly to the floor. Charlie screamed, I'm not afraid of him. If they come here after him, I'll give him up. Murder. Help. Down with him. The boy attacked Sykes and knocked him down. The fight didn't last long. All at once, there was a loud knocking at the door and the sound of angry voices outside. Help! shrieked Charlie Bates. He's here! In the king's name, open up, a voice shouted from outside. Soon more voices took up the cry. Some people tried to climb the wall. Sykes grabbed a rope and climbed through a window onto the roof. When the people saw him, a louder cry went up. Sykes looked down and saw hundreds of wild people screaming at him. He saw only one chance to get away. He tied one end of the rope tightly around the chimney. With the other end, he made a loop. Sykes brought the loop over his head in order to slip it under his... <clears throat> under his armpits and lower himself down. Just then, the murderer, looking behind him, threw his arms above his head and yelled out in terror. The eyes again, he screamed. His crazy mind snapped as he thought he saw Nancy's dead eyes watching him. Falling back in fear and shock, he slipped and tumbled over the roof's edge. The loop was around his neck. He fell for thirty-five feet to a sudden jerk, and there he hung, dead, swinging back and forth above the angry crowd. Charlie Bates called to the people below to come and take him away. Bullseye had been hiding, but now he ran back and forth on the edge of the roof, howling. He jumped for the dead man's shoulders. Missing his aim, he fell and died on the ground below his master's swinging feet. <clears throat> Chapter 20 The Pieces Fall Together Two days later, Oliver was in a carriage headed to the town where he was born. Mrs. Maley, Rose, Mrs. Bedwin, and Dr. Lalsburn were with him. Oh, sorry for that crap. <clears throat> Where was I? Oh, Mr. Brownlow followed in another coach. The others did not see that Mr. Brownlow traveled with a man, a tall, young man who was biting his lips. As they passed the familiar sights, Oliver thought of his little friend from the orphan work farm. If only I could see little Dick now, he said. You will see him soon, replied Rose, gently taking his folded hands between her own. You shall tell him how happy you are, and that you have come back to make him happy too. <clears throat> yes, yes, said Oliver, and we'll take him away from here, where he may grow strong and well, shall we? They drove straight to a hotel where Mr. Grimwig met them. He was all smiles and kindness and kindness and did not offer once to eat his head. Mr. Brownlow did not join them at dinner. When nine o'clock came, Mr. Brownlow entered the room with a strange man. Monks! Oliver cried out and almost fainted from shock. There was there, there was the cloaked man with a twisted face. Monks threw a look of hate at the boy and sat down near the door. Mr. Brownlow, who had some papers in his hand, walked to a table near Rose and Oliver. This is a painful time, he said, but these statements, which have been signed in London before many gentlemen, must be agreed to here by this man. 
Now, sir, was this the boy here born to your father, my dear friend Edwin Leeford, and the lady named Agnes Fleming, whom he was to marry? And did that poor lady die when this boy was born? And finally, is this boy then your half-brother, and is your real name Edward Leeford and not Monks? about the locket and ring, said Brownlow, turning to Monks. 
I bought them from a man and woman who run a workhouse. They learned them from an old dying work workhouse nurse. The nurse had taken them from Agnes Fleming, who died when she gave birth to this boy here, answered Monks without raising his eyes.
chapter 22, how it all, how it all turned out. Oliver's new start in life had one sad part. Little Dick had died. He never lived to see a better life, but Oliver never forgot him and how much Little Dick had loved him. The property of Oliver's father was divided equally between his sons Edward and Oliver. Mr. Brownlow adopted Oliver as his son. Edward went back to being monks. He spoiled the second chance Mr. Brownlow had given him. He wasted all of his money and returned to crime. He died in prison. Mr. Noah Claypool went free after riding on Fagin. He went into business helping the police. Helping the police, which gave him and Charlotte enough money to get along. Charlie Bates, shocked by Sykes' crime, changed his ways. He moved to the country and found work on a farm. The rest of Fagin's gang stayed in trouble with the law, and their lives ended in prison. Mr. and Mrs. Bumble lost their jobs. When their money was gone, they were sent to live in that very same workhouse where they had once been so mean to others. Mrs. Maley's son, Harry, married Rose. They had a happy, loving marriage. Mr. Grimwig never really ate his own head. Mr. Brownlow loved Oliver more each day. He gave him books to study and showed him how to live a good life. Oliver never forgot to give prayers of thanks to the one from whom mercy and goodness comes. They love, hope, and peace that Oliver had searched for had finally come to him. <clears throat> Chapter 23 Treasures In a town not named near an old village church, there now stands a white marble gravestone. On it, there's just one word. Agnes. Agnes, a young mother who gave her new baby boy one last kiss before she died. A young mother who gave an old nurse a locket, a gold ring, and one dying wish. The gold treasures are lost forever at the bottom of a river somewhere in England. That doesn't matter. A mother's dying wish for a little boy's life came true. That's the treasure that matters and lasts forever. The end. <coughs> series um, you know classic novel very short and I had a really nice time reading it but um, I have a couple of, of other novels kind of lined up already uh, if you guys have specific novels or books you'd like me to read I you know always always willing to uh, hear you out for suggestions just send an email to sleep and relax asmr at gmail.com or you can check us out at sleep and relax asmr.com i apologize if my throat uh and my voice sounded a little off like i said i was sick <clears throat> i can kind of like pick up on it now but anyway i hope you guys enjoyed uh, the oliver twist series i hope you guys um get back to me with what you want to hear next that's all for now as always, thanks for listening.